All right, everybody. Um, welcome back to the Black Dogs Matter podcast, or should I say, our recap show um, for the game today: Mississippi State versus Louisiana Lafayette. We're just gonna have some game reactions. It's not gonna be nothing too structured. We're just gonna talk about the game and how everybody feel. Joining me today is uh, Ricardo. How you feeling about the game, man? Um. Uh, well. I worked overnight last night, and um, I was I was sleep while the game, and I watched the recap of it, a little replay or whatever. And uh, from what I've seen, uh, uh, everybody, you know, the, the person that really just stood out to me was Callen Hill, man. Right. Um, I feel like he should, he, he should have won. I, I feel like he should have could have went over for two hundred, man. He really should have went. He got should have had more. Look at the right. quarterback play. Um. To be honest, man, like he he looked at he looked at cool, he looked at good. I it was he was better than what we've had, but at the same time, like it's still a lot of work to do. Uh, right. To be honest with you all, I feel like that the personally we they they should have really beat that team by more than what they beat them by. And True. The, the, not not to take anything away from La, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, they have a good team. Uh, I think they're playing the Sun Belt, so they they might end up challenging. You know what I'm saying for their conference title this year. Uh, so, just your initial thoughts on the game. What did you think about the game? Oh, man, I, th- I thought the game was off the chain. I love the game. Uh, I think the defense has a lot of work to do. Um, and I'm, I'm not – and I don't mean a lot of work to do from an athletic standpoint. I think I, mm-hmm. I, I, I say a lot of work to do from an effort standpoint. Because what I saw was a lot of boys jogging, a lot of boys walking, a lot of boys just kind of waiting on the next man to make the play. And let's be honest, mm-hmm. man, that's not that's not Mississippi State defense uh, type of football. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, you know from from '99 till last year, you know the defense is moving around. They they, they jumping around, and this and, and today it, it was very it was a very lackadaisical defense. Uh, it, it just reminded me of a like a D2 school almost. So, oh wow! But but effort, man. We can we can coach that. Uh, so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to say that it's 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 a it's a uh, a talent uh, issue mm. because the effort was the effort wasn't there. Uh, well, I get now. Okay. No, what I was gonna say, you're kind of chiming in a bit is uh. Uh, and I come in at this on Facebook. I think just from what I thought, just from watching the game, one well, of the weaknesses I truly saw in the defense myself was, like, them guys got to realize that Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, and Jonathan Abrams ain't walking through the door. I mean, I think this is a right. game where you really see, like, where those guys, like, we couldn't set the edge. Um, they were just running up the middle on us. I ain't seen that happen to a Mississippi State defense in years. And just not having that energizer out there and a Jonathan Abrams, you definitely could kind of yep. see that. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, and then my uh, my uh, the I look at the offense, man, listen, mm-hmm. Stevens, Stevens mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he threw a good pass in the uh, in the first quarter for that touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. He's comf- he's comfortable in the pocket. He doesn't he doesn't rush his throws. Uh, and it's okay to take a sack, and he'll just take the sack. Uh, but he's patient. He has a strong arm. 
I like Barry. Uh, you know, and just like I and just like I put on my page, man, if you still got your panties in the bunch because of because of the KT situation, you're gonna have to right. fix that shit. Because because these coaches get fired get fired for, mm-hmm. for 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 these players not performing. And I got excited when he said that Stevens is gonna be the starting quarterback. Because I, because if he said that, then I feel like that we had something special. And, it, and, it, and even if we think about it, man, <clears throat> when KT was in those games uh, uh, last year, when uh, when Fitzgerald was suspended, I mean, he played good, but he wasn't he wasn't great. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he played good in the he, he showed played good in the bowl game. He showed flashes, exactly. So he showed mm-hmm. flashes. So <laughs> exactly. Oh, right. I'm- I don't know. I, I thought like, and we're gonna get some more just breaking down Thomas Stevens play, but I like, I he looks like a quarterback. Like he just looks like a quarterback. Like out there, I hate to just use that word, but a prototype thing, thing like he looks like one out there. Like he just looked fluid. He looked natural. Like Fitzgerald, even in all three years he was our starter, I just every time the ball got hiked him, he just never looked right back there. Um, like he, he just never right? went through his progression. It's just like it just didn't look right. Thomas Stevens looked like the quarterback of a team. Like KT never had that look in his eye, and that's something I said on on the podcast many times. He just never had that look to me. Like he just looked like a deer in the headlights. He don't look like he looked like he belonged. They ain't saying he a bad <laughs> quarterback. I just never saw it. It's like and Thomas right. Stevens. I was watching the game. I was like, how did he not beat out Trace McSorley? And a friend of mine, he said that, you know, Missouri had that impact, but I was like, I don't know. Like, I, like I'm looking at what I'm I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I was like, I don't know. Six five with a cannon like that, I was like, I don't know. I just, yeah. and, and I get it because Trace McCoy was an All-American caliber quarterback, but whoo, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't see how you kept that off the field. Um, but, um, I mean, you might have just lucked up into something, but let's kind of just get into uh, – Let's kind of get into uh, Thomas Stevens' play. Like, how would you just grade his play, uh, Eugene, from this game? Then I uh, kick it to Ricardo. Um, I w- I would grade his play a um, a A minus. Um, and the reason I give him a, give him a minus is because one, it's the first game of the season. Two, uh, we got to hit the deep balls. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and he missed a couple of those, but I'm not. Yeah, and y'all know me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a player basher. I'm not a negative person. Um, so it's the first game of the season. I feel strong. I feel strong enough that he he's gonna start, he's gonna start hitting hitting those hitting those uh those routes. But outside of that, man, I think I think he went through his progression. You can see him kind of faking the. Uh, 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 look, uh, looking at the running back and then coming back up the field and going to his third progression. You know what I'm saying? So I give him an A minus. I mean, he was 20 for 30, 246 yards, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing TD. That's not right. I, I, yeah, I'm good with that. So Ricardo, what did you what, what would you grade him? I know you said you work overnight. I used to work security, so I get it, man. But uh, what would you think just off his stats and just the little you have seen? What would you grade him on uh, about how he played tonight? Or today, excuse me. Uh, I, I, I was I was just listening to what most of Eugene said. Like, I, I, I get I get his stance on it. It's just the fact that like I'm on I'm on I'm gonna agree with the rest of you guys. 
with um uh, two parts. Um now when I seen two, I, I seen that uh he, he did have some lifts on his throws and hey man, that that's a from what the from what the game I watched today from earlier. That's a far cry better from what we just went through the last three years. Just as point blank period. That's uh, <laughs> I'm just being like, hey, 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 I know Mr. Eugene. You're right. Something about he don't bad players and them, but hey, hey, man, we got to just keep keep it a book, man. Like that's that's a that's a fair. That's this is a way better far cry from what we just went through the past three years. Like now, what, what, right about that. What I can say, the one thing that I can say is that. There, there should. I know the guys. This is something the guys have been pressing for the past two years. There should be no excuses. We have the receivers this year, right? I feel like Mitchell. Mitchell played good today, and uh, what's the other guy? Now I forgot. It's, I'm, I'm having a brain fart right now. Austin Williams and Stephen. Yeah, I, man. Oh yeah, that, that, the slot guy. Oh man, yeah. Now if 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 Joe Mo can play, get, can can really you know what I'm saying move his players around and do like that. We 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 can work wonders this year, but the grade I could give Steven today, and I hey man, I'm I'm gonna say I just give him a B minus. What meaning meaning B because I'm I'm being considered, and then I'm looking at it the fact that we did this is Louisiana left every playing. Yeah, you got a point. You know so <laughs> so, and I felt like you know what I'm saying they did play good today, and I remember hearing someone that says that. That's the first time I've ever seen a, a, a running back run right straight up to good on on Mississippi State defense in a long time. So oh, yeah. with that being said, I give him a I give him a B a B minus considering this is Louisiana Lafayette, and then it's the first game. So you know, once this, the rest of the season, I, I, my thing was, and I know I, was, I I admit I've been a little harsh on them guys. Only, my only thing is the fact that I want to see. Okay, you're doing this again in in the conference game. I want to see how you're going to play when when SEC time hits. Like when we, I think we play Kansas State. Kansas State going, not, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. But you know, what I'm saying they 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 they're going to be okay. That's a nice power five team for us to play against. But I give them a B minus. All right. So I know uh, Derek Thomas. He actually he's um, been listening to the call. Uh, he's actually at the LSU game right now. Uh, so Derek, like, uh, just what are your thoughts on? Um, Tommy Steven, what would you grade him as in this game? Well, um, I got a chance to see firsthand in person, live in living color, uh, Thomas Stevens lead us to a victory today. And I was impressed. I mean, I was impressed with his pocket poise. Yeah, the, the U of L blitzed a good bit. And some of them got to him, but he was able to escape and scramble a little bit. I did expect him to run a little bit more, but he did what we, like Ricardo said. If that was Nick Fitzgerald, he's going to run. He's not going to pass. Thomas Stevens was looking to pass the football, and that's what we need. I mean, yeah, I, I, I kind of went in on him when he fumbled because that was an ugly play, and I made a little bring back KT comment. But at the end of the game, <laughs> at the end of the game, I have to say I'm very impressed. Twenty for thirty, that's very efficient. He did not throw an interception. He did have the fumble, which, hey, I mean that happens in football. Uh, my concern now is how do we get the defense to make a play? Like like Eugene said, if you look at the Bulldog defenses of old, you will see more effort. Like I, I was expecting someone to stay clean 
to the, I guess you could say, big dog on the defense. Like, we know who the big dog on the defense was last year. It was Jeffrey Simmons. I expect the arrow to Right. He, he didn't step up. I mean, I don't think we yeah. had a sack today. If we had a sack, it may have been one. We didn't have anyone just attack the quarterback and make him just, you know, Levi Lewis, I've been watching him play since he was He's very elusive. And it was just, it's okay. Well, it is all that bad, brother. Can you please mute your phone? Okay, thank you. Um, I, I've seen him play and do what he did to our defense today in high school. And I wanted to see him pressured more. And he was. He just wasn't. I mean, he almost led them back. But Tommy Stevens, I, I think we're going to be all right. If he can stay healthy, if we can get him protected, keep him protected because we did have some injuries on the offensive line today. If they're oh, not too serious, I think we're going to be all right. I, I mean, he looked good. And like Carlo did say, this is UofL, but UofL is a – I guess you would say an up-and-coming group of five squad. We do have two running backs who are on the Dope Walker Award watch list, so uh, they're no slouch. All right. So, and just me just watching the game, uh, just watching Stevens, like I was impressed. I'd probably give him a B plus. Um, just early in the game, I, I even was uh, – me and one of my friends watching the whole first half together as far as like on the phone talking about every play. And like I felt like Tommy Stevens, I felt like – he was playing like a guy that's kind of pandering a little bit to try to get to the lead. He was still playing well. Um, but at the same time, I kind of see – I think it was one through one of my friends uh, I was watching the game where he come in at that Thomas Stevens missed the guy that was wide open on the out and threw the deep ball instead. And I felt like it was a 50, 60-yard throw. I felt like he threw that ball to – threw the deep ball. I mean, maybe he was, you could say he was taking a chance, but I feel like he was just trying to show off the arm a little bit. And I think that's a little bit in his head. Even though Thomas Stevens, I think he wants to go out and, of course, prove himself like, you know, I should have been the guy the whole time at Penn State or, you know, he was a good player. Then at the same time, I feel like Stevens was playing a little cautious. Like, he's a guy that's an athlete. I think he needs to use that ability. Like, uh, he is patient in the pocket, but I feel like at times he was a little bit too patient and holding him to the ball a little bit too much. Um, and I feel like he needs to go out there and play more natural. Um, but I feel great on a B-plus, I think, considering his first game. Some of the things he did is natural that he would do those things um, because you know he wants to go out there and prove it to the teammate, uh, to people maybe the people at Penn State that you know he was that good the whole time because you know a lot of the fans hey I'm sure he, this is the what fans are saying on the message board and people that you know the KT supporters that you know he couldn't beat out couldn't beat out Trace McSword there he couldn't beat out some freshman he left Penn State because he wasn't gonna be the starter and all those things. And maybe we're starting to see, like, hey, maybe Penn State made a mistake themselves. And here's the thing people have to consider as well. No more was the offense coordinator at Penn State. He wasn't the head coach. Do we know for sure that he wanted to go with Chase McSorley over Thomas Stevens? You don't even know that. So he might have wanted Thomas Stevens to be the guy the whole time while he was there. So you never know what the dynamics are. And he may have knew what he got when he got, like, a Tommy Stevens. And I, um, just like Eugene said, I knew, like, when Moorhead named him the starter, ahead of the game, because most times coaches pull the, oh, whoever, whoever runs out there first foolishness. The fact that he already had made that decision, like who the guy was going to be, like I knew Thomas Stevens, and I even commented uh, to Arthur, uh, our host, uh, our faithful host, um, off air that I thought he was going to be real. And, um, you know, I was coming that the other day on the podcast, and I, I, I didn't know for sure, like, but I just, sometimes you just know. And I felt like, 
Tom Stevens is going to be real, and I really like what I see. I like the way he spins the ball. Uh, he does have that look of a quarterback. He looks like a leader. Um, I'm hoping he stays healthy, and we do have some injury issues. And then with all the guys being suspended, that's something that's going to affect the team. I see, and it already is, because Michael Story should have been playing tonight, but not, he's suspended. Uh, losing the athleticism of Marcus Murphy in the second year. Willie Gay. And I think with Errol Thompson playing poorly, and we'll get to that in a minute, um, or maybe not standing out the way. I mean, you don't have Jeffrey Simmons in front of you. You don't have Willie Gay taking the pressure at the linebacking core away from you. You don't have a switch. I think he is a guy that's probably just got to just being having to take on way more um, with not having as much help. It's going to be kind of taxing until, unless Leo Lewis steps up. Um, so let's get to just just um, outside of Thomas Stevens' play, just uh, I guess I'm going to call it what, you, what did you like, what didn't you like, and what do you think the team, what do you think the team needs to improve upon? Um, so we just kind of just recap the overall just assessment of the game. So let's go with uh, Eugene first. Eugene, um, what did you like? Um, what, what didn't you like? And then what do you think the team needs to do to kind of take their next step? All right, hold on one second. All right, so all right, I start with with what I like, and pardon me because I've I've been I've been uh, having my favorite drinks tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so what I like, man, I, I like the I like the way Cummins Stevens managed the game. I like um, I like our running game. I love the running game, and I think that this running game that we have now is the running game that we should have had last year. Um, Breach. <laughs> it it would have definitely took a lot of pressure off of off of Fitzgerald. Um, uh, so I love Kyler Hill. I love I love uh love Nick. Um so I I I loved I love the balanced offensive attack. I mean we had like two hundred forty six forty some yards passing, uh two hundred, you know, some odd uh yards rushing. <clears throat> so the play calling obviously is working. Um what obviously what I don't like is the defense. Uh I don't like Ooh. the 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 effort that they that they exemplified tonight. And it was just, it's just not, not a characteristic of a Mississippi state defense. Uh, now I'm going to, I'm going to say this, and this is where, this, this is where the rubber meets the road when it comes to sports, because as fans, sometimes we want certain things. And then when we get it, then we kind of want, then, then we kind of revert to the old. So I'm just going to kind of challenge us a little bit. Last year, because, because Moorhead runs the RPO system, the quarterback has the option to give to give the ball to the running back or pull it and pass it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so when we say that, you know, we want we want Tommy Stevens to be to be an athlete, we had that last year, and then we was complaining because Fitz was not giving Hill the ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And he was trying and he was trying to run that bitch by himself all the damn time. It drove me nuts, and it right. drove obviously it drove everybody else nuts. So, preach, Pastor. Preach. Uh, so I think <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I think in this case, um, we have an athletic quarterback, but we have a very unselfish quarterback who's right, who's who's reading the defensive end, who's reading who's reading the gaps, and he's going to give it to Hill. And, and and what that what that tells me is that. 
he's going to save himself. He's going to let the athletes be the athletes, and he's going to let the running back run the goddamn ball because that's what they get paid to do. Well, they don't get paid yet, but that's their job. Well, right? they, if they owe me, they, they will. The <laughs> 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 if they owe me, they did. And what's sad about that? They can't beat Memphis. <laughs> Yeah, they got they got coaches. They got the coach and the quarterback uh, fighting each other. Yes, indeed. Yep. So we're old Miss bashing too. We really go. I want to join in. Oh, I'm sorry not to do that. I was like, they lost the game, man. They coach and they quarterback fighting each other. Literally, literally, it's not even figurative. Yeah. They literally are fighting. Wait each a other. minute, like that was true. I just thought that was a fake news post. That really that, happened. Now my partner Ken, my my partner Ken Lucas said it was fake news. Uh, you know, oh, it's fake news. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do, y'all, do, do, do y'all know Ken? Y'all know Ken Lucas? I've heard the name before. Well, here's the he thing. Played, we saw the quarterback was a fighter last year, so I guess you wouldn't put it past him. The man tried to fight Jamal Peters and a defensive lineman. I mean, would he try to fight his coach? He just might. Yeah, maybe it was fake news. I hate reporting on fake news, but yeah, I, I saw that. It seemed like it came from Breckman Murphy, but I guess it was a fake news because I'm not seeing anything on the web about it. But who knows? Like, I guess the play calling might have been that bad. I'm sure they had a disagreement or two over it. But uh, just losing to Memphis is bad enough. So, um, Memphis, bro, but I guess Gene, just to finish it off. What do, what do you think we can approve upon? Like, what do you? I mean, obviously the defense, but is there anything else you feel like we can approve upon, and kind of to take it to the next level? I think I think we need we need to focus on effort. Bottom line, um, I, I think that's 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 really the, the the primary thing that we can improve upon because you can't really build anything if you can't really see what what your players are actually capable of. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So if if the players are not going to give any effort, man, you kind of giving uh, you kind of giving your coaches a D list a D list. Um, uh, me- uh, measurable tool to you know to kind of make the changes. I mean, if you if you out there jogging and shit, I mean, I mean, you got to come out. I mean, you're not you're not playing to your full potential. So I think the I think the effort has to improve. Um, right. I think the uh, the deep ball throw has to improve. Um. And. Uh, that's about it, man. I mean, effort, effort in, in the uh, in the deep ball. I mean, the running game was on point. I think the short the short uh, passes was on point. Uh, those, those are two things that I saw. D line has to improve. Linebacker play has to improve. I mean, the secondary is pretty cool, but <laughs> yeah, they made a few plays. Man, I get them that the second, the, especially the corners. Corners are making some plays. Um, yeah, corner made plays. Safeties, right? Mm, I give them a C. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the safeties weren't playmaking, but I think that's where, and I don't want to kind of hog it up before I throw it to the other guys. Um, this is where you see Marcus Murphy not be like a guy like Marcus Murphy. You know, this was supposed to be his time to kind of step up and be that playmaker in that secondary to go along with a Brian Cole. I saw Brian Cole in there on a few plays, but he's kind of like that hybrid role, but he's not the free. This is where we see a Marcus Murphy not being there, and I have no playmakers on the defensive side of the football. This is what you know. The suspension shows up. I'm hoping it is just a one game suspension, and he actually isn't one of the guys suspended for eight games. But I think we all know he probably is. So, you know, we won't. We'll be without yeah. that playmaker for eight games. So that's or next seven games. That's gonna really hurt. All right. So let me um get Ricardo, and I know he hadn't been uh hadn't spoken in a while. So Ricardo, um, what it, what did you like? What didn't you like? And what do you think we need to improve upon? 
Um, what did I like? I, I like the fact that we had a stated dose of the running game. Um, I like the fact that this is going to be probably a distant section, but hey, I like the fact that we actually have, and it's, man, it's, it, it, it tastes like a bad taste in my mouth from the comments I made, but I'm going to stick by my comments. Uh, that we actually have a quarterback that plays the RPO and actually gives it to the running back that doesn't run, want to run the ball more than the running back. I'm sure more here likes to do. Preach, yeah. assistant pastor, preach, assistant pastor. Yeah, I, I, I like it there. I like that, you know what I'm saying? If we can stick by that game plan the rest of the year, and if, I, I think we should go. Man, I know my with this one particular person. They hear this, they gonna get mad at me. But I, I still love him as a friend. I feel like we should we should give Nick Gibson a, a, a go and play all three running backs because uh, one thing about Kyle, he he's great. He, he he's great. He's that dude, but he he hasn't proved the fact that he can stay here. If he can mm-hmm. go through a whole game, or a whole season, and play healthy a whole season, the the the, the sky's the limit. And I feel like that should be a key to give for Nick Gibson to step up. And I forgot the other guy who we got uh, over there. Um, for the well, Lee Witherspoon. Yeah. Lee Witherspoon, the yeah, freshman. You know. Yeah. I feel like we should, you know what I'm saying, split the, split the carries between Kyle Because this is going to sound crazy for me to say, y'all, but you heard it here first, man. I, I really I, I really don't think that Kyle really can be an every down back. It's gonna sound, I know it sounds crazy. He he was dead in high school. I don't but, think it's crazy. You know, I, I really don't think he's an every down back because he's shown that he, he can do it. Like, if he can get between 15 to 20-some carries a game, cool. But anything more than that, like a workhorse, no, because he's going to – like today he, he, he got hurt. But at the same time, he's going to probably be straight for next week. You know what I'm saying? When we play the next game. But, uh, yeah, what I didn't like was the fact that – um. I wish, I hope, and I'm hoping that maybe this just this one game because it's one game. I, I hope that Moorhead and the offensive people, the coordinators, spread out, spread the people we got out more, you know what I'm saying, create some mismatch. You know, right. do that because they, they had it the other day. Like, come on, man, there's no way that that team should have been able to stay on, been able to stay on the field with those receivers that we had. Like, no. Like, they, they don't have the, the, they didn't have the secondary and the people to hold up. Uh, that's what I didn't like, but maybe that he'll fix it as the season progresses and as we as we go into the SEC play. I, I, I think the name you might be looking for to think about is a more di- somebody that's dynamic on offense, where you don't know what's going to happen. Malik Deer, I think that's yeah, that's the name. I, I, I hope yeah, Malik Deer. and that's that's Malik what I think. I, I I really hope he he need to get him on the field because that what that man did in high school won the flu. Like I, I don't understand why Mullen didn't punt return, like punt return, everything. Like he could be out there in Sproles, man, and they like we we got we got the sound like they're, they're Malik Malik there and it was another guy I'm thinking about. Like they don't use he, he don't use them. Like get him in. I get think him it's in space. Yeah. he has more of a traditional. He has a traditional pro style offense. And um, Ricardo, before you end up with your what we can prove on, I know Derek wanted to chime in about uh, he has info like on Nick Gibson. So Derek, right. go ahead. Okay, well, you know, during the post-game press conference, you know, Coach Moorhead was asked about, you know, splitting the carries with the running backs, and he kind of said he just went with who had the hot hand. And, of course, Colin had the hot hand 
rushing for almost oh, yeah. 200 yards, 197 yards to be exact, and one touchdown. But Nick Gibson did have a beautiful run and dive for oh, a touchdown. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's going he's gonna to split the carries more evenly. Who knows, if Nick Gibson gets a hot hand, he may have the 200-yard game. But I did expect to see Lee Witherspoon play, but he did not play. Uh, so you know, Colin Hill, yeah, Hill was the workhorse. And, you know, I'm going to have to disagree with both of you, Ricardo and Jeremiah. I think Colin Hill is a workhorse running back. I mean, running backs get nicked up. And, and on the play that he got hurt, he didn't even get the ball, you know. I mean, it was a play-action fake. Mm-hmm. And he got lit up on the play. And, you know, if someone's hitting you constantly, 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 you're bound to get nicked up or something. But I talked to Kyle Hill after the game, and he told me that he was fine, ready to go for USM. Look, sometimes yeah. I be wondering if Kyle really just hurt or he wanted attention. Um, but uh, I let Ricardo finish on Kanye West. Like, so, Ricardo, um, what do you um, feel the team needs to improve upon? Oh, wow. Man, I don't want to try to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. I just want everybody to come together and play together and, and, and make this because I really I, – I, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I thought with emotion the other day because I'm passionate. I, I, I really want this team because I, this, I've been loving this team all my life, man. And for, I, I really wanted – that things to work out with KT because I, I believe as long as you've been man. playing pickup basketball. No, I'm playing this mission. Hey, hey, man, cut, they cut that out. <laughs> See there, y'all go. Cut that out. Watch your mouth. But I'll joke. Go ahead, like, man. I, 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 I really think that uh, I, I really want this. Want, want all this to work, man. Let's just take it a game at a time. And I understand that that's the thing with when it comes to graduate transfer. That's the, this is one of the reasons. I think one of you, I don't know, was Jeremiah or uh, 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 Eugene. One of y'all said that with him going out there making them deep throws when he had a man in the out, like maybe he's trying to show off his own strength for the for for when it comes to the league because he know he's trying to get drafted next year. That's one of those uh, detriments of having a grand graduate transfer because right, they they make come in looking the looking for their own. And trying to get their own stats and try to make themselves look good over the over the over, overall, you know, saying wants and needs of the team. But from the looks of the day, I, I feel like we took what was given to us, which we could have, you know, really should have beat that team. From what I saw, they really should have got smashed. But uh, right. I, I really, I really think that you know, if the game plan goes goes better than what it did, we we should have a great, you know, saying great turnout. It's, it's, I give us. I'm still looking at us. I'm going I'm to up it from five games. I say we should at least win seven. I, that's, that's the first I'm going at because we got to get out of uh, non-conference to the SEC and see what we do in the SEC. What we, I'm going to see how, how we're going to look against the LSUs and the, and, and the Auburns and people like this because I, I, that's, that's the furthest I'm going to go. Well, Auburn right, so looks like trash right now. Go ahead, Eugene. They got that first quarterback. Well, uh, Oregon like, smashing them, bro? Or, Oregon so uh, the game, yeah. the score of the Auburn Oregon game was fourteen to six. Or yeah, wow, Auburn's not, looking, or, not looking good. So yeah, and LSU, yeah, they got, yeah, got a question to start that quarterback, man. I, I I think we gotta like start looking at like I think you know and I kind of we were talking about it a little bit before and I'm gonna go to shoot to Derek in a minute and like give his uh, what I like didn't like and um need to improve upon, but 
you know, it's kind of like a sliding scale right now. I think obviously the offense has exponentially improved. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, whew, boy, um, I think we all can agree to that. But it's how much the defense has gotten worse. I mean, we did have those suspensions, and the start the guys that were starters were from the defense side of the football. But um, Willie Gay's a big loss, and Lee Archer didn't even play, really play last year, so I don't know. Um, so how much worse would a defense get? Are we talking about get going from one to ten or one to like fifty? So it's kind of like I think that that will affect that win loss. But Derek, what? Like, what did you like? What didn't you like? And what do you think the team needs to improve upon? What I liked was the connection that Stevens made with Osiris Mitchell. He was his right. favorite target, caught six catches for 88 yards, and a beautiful over-the-shoulder touchdown. I mean, when I saw that pass floating up in there, I said, please, DB, don't get it. And it was a pretty catch for our first touchdown of the season. And it seems like that um, Stevens and Mitchell – have a pretty good connection. I, mean, I was hoping, I wanted him to see him spread the ball around. I wanted to see him use everyone, but hey, he's throwing who gets open, and that's what you want. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, there was a play that he, there was a pass that he threw behind Gidry, and Gidry was wild open streak, and I don't know if it was Gidry's fault or Stevens' fault, but it looked right. like a broken play. I don't know if you all know which play I'm talking about, but Stevens was flashing yeah. close to the right sideline and, the, and he was looking right. back, and the ball was behind him. Now, if that ball is on target, that's a touchdown because DB for UL was nowhere around. Right. Nowhere around. Yeah. So I like the connection yeah. with Tommy Stevens and Osiris Mitchell. Um, what I need to improve, I need to see somebody be a dog on that D-line. We got right. mm-hmm. two red-shirt fresh defensive tackles that were three – Star, four-star recruits, both of them have red-shirted. They spent a year in the system. They've seen how Jeffrey Simmons did it. Now, granted, I can't expect these young men to be like Jeffrey Simmons, but we know what Jeffrey Simmons did as a true thing. So I'm going to need these young men to at least try to channel him. You know what I'm saying? Go on the home run, 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 and do some Jeffrey Simmons checks or something. And, and because I didn't see any pressure on him on the quarterback for UofL. And it's not like UofL has a really dumb offensive line. They do have a good offensive line because they can run the ball. And I knew those two running backs were going to be trouble. And the one running back that was that gave us problems was a third string. That was number four, Calais. So I wanted to see that front four do some damage. And Spencer went down with an injury. Uh, Chauncey Rivers had a pretty good game, but he wasn't as dominant as I need him to be. You know what I'm saying? He's a senior. You know what I'm saying? He played behind Sweat and uh, Jerry Green last year. So it's time for him to step up and be the lead dog. You know, uh, I predicted he was going to have 13 sacks today. I expected him at least get one today. And I need that front foe to be dominant. I, I got ahead. Well, and, and I'll say just to defend those guys, like I, keep, I, don't, I hate to keep and that's going to be part of my opinion as far as those guys not being there. But you got to look at just the overall effect of those guys like the Chauncey Rivers. And those guys on the D-line, Johnson River was able to do that with Montez Sweat getting all that attention and Jeffrey getting a double every play. Like, you watched our game today, I don't, I don't think any of our D-line got any double teams all night. Not that I can see. So, well, no, I, well, I need somebody to beat somebody then. Somebody beat somebody one-on-one, do something. Because I didn't see much pressure on the quarterback. And when we did get pressure on him, 
we let him elude the pass rush or elude the tackle. Now, granted, like I said, Levi Lewis has that ability. He has that capability. That's his natural ability. He was looking like Russell Wilson tonight, just making our defense look silly, avoiding tackles and, you know, and rolling out. And, you know, I almost brought them back for a victory. But here's the thing also, and I'm, I'm going to shut up. Well, after Lawless missed that kick, that field goal, I was on the sideline, and he walked up to me, and uh, I said, don't worry about that. I said, you're going to have to ice this game because UofL was coming back. We had them 35 to 14. They scored two touchdowns to make it 35 to 28. So the momentum had shifted. Well, when Lawless kicked that field goal to make it 38 to 28, that was the ball game right there. You know, and, and, and I, I don't want to take credit for him making that field goal, but I did talk him up. I did give him a little confidence, you know, to say, hey, man, you got to go ice this guy. Yeah, we're man. supposed to be non-biased. You did that. You did that. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, like, shrug it off because he was working on his kick, and I was like, go ice this game for us. And I wish I could have talked to him after the game, but, you know, um, wasn't able to catch up with it, but uh, congratulations to Mr. Lawless making that game. I'm, I'm gonna say game winning kick, game ceiling kick, because uh, the uh, Raging Cages uh, had our defense really. If they'd have got that ball back, oh, they was gonna score because they, they just was eating our defense alive. Yeah, I definitely think it, when he missed that kick, I saw that was the first time everybody ever tripping that a kicker was suspended. Um, but um, but yeah, I know like the game myself. Like, I'm not – I guess the things I definitely like, of course, like Thomas Stevens and the way through the football. I like the way they spread the ball around with the receivers, too. I would love to see I mean, them connect on the deep ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, too. I like that, too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like I see the ability, like, uh, Javante Payton, Austin Williams rising from the dead. I mean, he was nowhere to be found last year. Derrick Thomas, obviously, you know, he beat out Isaiah Zuba for the starting job. But the fact that all the guys seem like they got adequate – they found a way to get six, seven guys on the field now. They can just – Find a way to get Malik Deer on the field. That would be great right about now. Uh, I think we definitely need that. But um, but um, I definitely like the way they spread the ball around. Seems like they're actually going to try to get the ball to the tight end this year. That would be great. Um, so I definitely like that. Um, and like y'all said, that combo of a Nick Gibson and a Colin Hill, and then we'll see what happens with Witherspoon if he gets in there. But I'm loving that combo. I don't look at it as just Colin Hill. I think Nick Gibson ran the ball quite well too and I would love to see them become I personally think I only hate it it's going to be for one year they might be the best combo we've had since probably Dante and DeCenzo and I mean Dante before gaining all the weight and all that stuff so um, yeah I I could see them being that caliber like we had some didn't didn't Perk and Ballard play together yeah but I mean Perk is really scary anybody like um um, if you really just think about it, was Perkins like an elite back or like a guy that you really like a defense was like, oh man, Perk's gonna break one. Like nobody ever thought that. So, um, but it's no disrespect to him. I just thought he was just okay. But um, but I guess I was disrespecting him. But um, what I didn't like, obviously, the defense. That's those what I was saying. I'm gonna go in a different direction. What I didn't like. I am so tired of these KT supporters. And I hate it, race. And I know Eugene, you made a post about it. I'm so tired of these people. Like I'm over it. Like they're like, this boy did him wrong. You can sit up there and look at the game and see the boy spinning that ball, accurately throwing the ball. I mean, looking like a quarterback, making good decisions, not being selfish. 
uh, not handing the ball off on the RPO, engaging with his teammates, looking like a leader out there. Been offensive captain, you still like, oh no, man, Thomas Stevens still trash. Like, what game you watching? So I, yeah. I, I, I took a moment to like uh, to to talk to those people. Like, y'all gotta stop with that, man. And I'm just calling y'all what y'all are. That's just some racist foolishness. I'm just gonna be dead real with you. Like, it's, they gotta stop with that. Y'all gonna take me to a quarterback who ain't never did anything. So, um, and I, I'll give Ricardo credit. He's even given Thomas Stevens credit, and he was down on him for months. And he was, like, KT's most ardent supporter. So I think, like, like y'all fans that still on social media, like, oh, man, Stevens can show me then do that against the SEC team. Like, I'm somebody I, – I've always been pretty good at judging quarterbacks. That boy can play. Like, I don't care what nobody say. Like, I know what I'm looking at. Like, that, that's a quarterback. And I think y'all need to support this man, like, instead of bashing him on social media because – one, he plays for your team. Two, they see this stuff. So you have to be negative about a player that's actually helping your team win because you're mad that we got a white quarterback. How are you any, be- any better than the white people that get mad when a black dude starts for their team? It's sad. That's just real. That's just real. Like, you ain't no better. And as me and Ricardo had had it out the other day, Mr. State normally starts the black dude. So I'm like, why are we sitting up there like disrespecting this man who might actually lead us to being pretty good this year? So them players see this stuff. You forget these are just kids. They 22 years old, 21, 20. So you disrespecting yeah. a player who out here balling for your team just because you wanted some dude He's to right. start that completed 50% of his passes and he waited his time for two years and couldn't beat out Nick Fitzgerald. So, um... And just what we can prove upon, kind of like piggybacking off what Eugene said, just that effort level on defense. Those guys got to step up, man. Jeff Simmons, Montez Witt, and Dungeon Abram are not walking through that door. Y'all got to y'all mm-hmm. go get it. Like, y'all got to yep. go get it. Y'all got to stop. Like, oh, I'm used to Jeffrey getting doubles and out there pumping everybody up and being all crunk. And I'm used to Abram talking crazy like he's doing hard knocks. I'm used to sweat setting the edge. They ain't there no more. You got to do it. <laughs> Like, no, yeah, you, they don't, the offensive line is going to pay attention to you now. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I, think, I think they needed a wake-up call. They realized – I mean, you got to think, we ain't losing just one guy. We lost three guys who all were very important. Like, the fact that, like, those plays where that quarterback was able to get away, he don't get away from Sweat. Sweat too fast and he's long. He wouldn't have got away from him. But a lot of our deep ends are really like – I think the real problem is that we basically got a bunch of D-tackles. You look at Kobe Jones, uh, Chunty Rivers, um, Marcus Spencer, and um, Fletcher Adams. Those guys are all tweeners. They're really not true DNs. They really just tweeners. Yeah. They're not really true pass rushers. They really de- they really de-tackle. They really probably should shift them inside and let some of them younger guys get in there and rush the pass. They really just probably have to make some moves throughout the season. All those guys really de-tackle. They just small. They're a little small for the position. Um, so I think that's what's going to hurt us with the pass. We can't get to the quarterback because we got a bunch of – D tackles out there running four weight. So um they're explosive for their size, but they're not guys that set in the edge. So I definitely can see like a DeMonte Russell, a guy like that. I wish King Honey was healthy. Those guys have to play more prominent roles and maybe an Aaron Odom get in there. But those guys are big. They're not gonna get to the quarterback. Or you can just slide them inside. And one other element we have to look at as well. <clears throat> Mississippi State has had an elite three technique or caliber D tackle. Pretty much since '09, we had Fletcher Cox, we had Chris Jones, then we had Jeffrey. We don't have that anymore. You don't have that elite guy that the center has to worry about. Oh, I got to block this guy. I got to worry about him. We don't have that guy right now. We got a bunch of young guys, and somebody has to step up. I just don't know if that guy's on the roster. 
or maybe they can slide one of them guys inside and they can do that. So that's something we really got to improve upon. I think they will. I think those guys, and we have time because we really don't play any big teams until week five or something like that. So we have time. Um, we have time, but I just hope we don't slip up and lose a game in the process. Um, but those guys do have to step up. They got to realize those guys ain't coming back. I know people say that in sports, but I think if you look at our team, what we show weaknesses in in this game, running up the middle, like I have never seen a team too much run. Even Alabama don't run against us. Like it was multiple times they just ran up the middle and got to the second level like easily on several occasions. And um, the secondary looked good, but it was no playmaking from the safeties, especially the deep safeties. I felt Brian, Brian Cole got up in there. But he wasn't making any uh, – he plays close to the line of scrimmage. And then, you know, looking at the fact that the edge was never set. Like, you never could see them – they can always get the edge. So, I think losing – you can see the losses of those guys. But at some point, somebody else had to step up into that role. They're elite players, but they ain't here no more. I mean, it's very rare Mr. State loses three first-round draft picks, but it happens. So, you just got to deal with it. Um, so, um, just to kind of, like, just wrap up the show, because it is a recap show, so it won't have to go too long. Uh I'll go with Eugene first. Just give just your final thoughts on the game and just moving forward. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I think, I mean, uh, over, overall, we played well. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to just, just say again that we're going we're gonna to have to do something, you know, regarding the, regarding the defense. Offense look great. I'm really, I'm really happy with the balance of the balance of the offense. And, um, Man, moving forward, man, we 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 we, we got to find some players, man. That's gonna rush, the, that's gonna pressure the quarterback. Um, and, and and what I saw today was a bunch of guys jogging, waiting on somebody else to make the play. So we don't. So from what I saw, we don't have any dogs out there that that wants to be the man. And at this point, it's easy for somebody to be the man because everybody's waiting on somebody else to make the play. Right. So. Um, so, you know, I think, I think, you know, I, I think we, we, we may find somebody in game two because, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you, you know, if, if, if you're a player and you see this, and if the coach sees this, then, you know, we, we, we may, we may see somebody kind of step up, you know, starting week two. And, uh, right. But cause, cause it's out there, it's available. I mean, uh, but, uh, but that's it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy where we're at. I'm happy with the quarterback situation. I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of uh, the, uh, the the KT uh, supporters. I mean, KT is not here. Stevens is here. I mean, if you're still rocking with K- with that whole KT, I mean, man, you you, you got to jump off a bridge, man. You got to stop that because he's not. You know, that's we got Stevens, man. He 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 balled today. So shit. I mean, I don't know what more he can do other than throw 300 yards and be 100. percent uh, I have a hundred percent completion rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's a hard thing with those people on that man. They got really like look at themselves and really think about. And I think you know we're Black Dogs Matter podcast or sports podcast, so we got to think about. We do talk about the other issues. I think is the black fans have to really look at. Um, as I kind of just stated, like we got to start looking like are we? We got to think about the lens. So if it, it, it was situating the roles were reversed. And say Thomas Stevens was in Michigan State, and then they brought in a KT from another school, and the black quarterback started, and then he would go out there and ball a lot, and the white fans like, oh, he still sucks, man. His decision making is this, you know. I yeah. just wanted he's just an athlete. What would we say? And I think that's really what we have. To, we really have to think about. Like, cause I ain't with all that. Like when it comes to football or anything like that, man, I want the best player out there. I ain't, I ain't concerned with that foolishness. 
Like, I, ain't, I mean, yeah. I know sometimes some layers to stuff, but I want the best guy out there. Like, there you uh, go. Uh, and that's what it come down to. So that that's all I'm really concerned with. I understand why people feel the way they feel and they want to support the black quarterback and all that type of stuff like that. But, um, and that's really what it's more about. It's not about Tommy Steve. It has nothing to do with that. It's more about they feel like some white guy came in and took the black dude position. So I'm like, we, we're really acting like the people that we always get mad at. And like, that's just, Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just, and it just does. Crap. Yeah, yeah. And, and it shouldn't even be about that. They're like, in Mississippi State fans, yes, we have Black Dog Matters group and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, we all really should be one. It sounds like some kumbaya stuff, but we should really be about winning. We we'll let some foolishness like this, like their fans. I mean, you're somebody that used to play the game. Stuff like this can, especially in this new social media age, can destroy a team. You see a dog in this man's six, seven games in. It's hard for a guy like Thomas Steven that not to seep in your brain. Like, every time you make a bad throw, every time something go wrong, like, oh, we need KT. Oh, we need KT. Like, you know what I'm saying? Fans won't even yeah. support you. So, I mean, right. like, I think you really have to look at that, man. We need to get behind that, man. Now, if he plays poorly, all right, cool. Go for it. Like, but at the same time, support him until that time comes. You know what I'm saying? And newsflash, y'all might just have to get used to it. The next guy might be a white dude, too. So, you might just get, you might need to just kind of get used to it. Like, we might go through an era where the quarterback is a white guy. It hadn't happened in a long time. But <laughs> that's the weird part. We're getting mad, but it hadn't happened in a long time. <laughs> And I hate that I'm even having this type of conversation, but I almost feel it's necessary. All right, um, with that being said, all right, Ricardo, uh, like what is just your final overall thoughts on the game and just the team moving forward? Um, I just want to just capitalize on the fact that I feel like they did did great today. I feel like they really uh, U of L, left it. They really got off, got off real smooth today. Um, like – and man is gonna make me sound like, but I'm gonna say, um, I'm, I'm gonna go with what you guys said. Like, the only thing about it, Jeremiah, y'all, man, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a passion fan. I just want to see us win. Yeah, I was one of those guys because I was like, I've been on that KT bandwagon since, you know, what I'm saying once he committed with us. And like me, honestly, I hope I hope he just changes his mind, and come back because you never know what might happen. Right? You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not wishing ill will. Uh, for something to happen to some, uh, for him to get hurt, but I've I've heard little rumblings that he's had that problem in the past from being injured. So mm-hmm. you know, at least if you know, what I'm saying if that was to happen, which I hope don't. If if he played like this for the whole season, hey man, you ain't gonna hit nothing from me. I, I especially <laughs> if we come off top and we win. You know, what I'm saying I ain't saying that we can go out and win the national championship, which is hopeful. I, I, that's my expectation every year, especially if you're a state fan. But at the, on the flip side, you have to be kind of logical too. But at the same time, like I just want it to be where everybody comes together and everybody plays. And if something like that happens, you know what I'm saying, all right, next man up or whatever. Or if he goes through the whole season, plays good, don't make no ignorant mistake. Because we, like I said, I want to reiterate this, this ending <laughs> crap. This is I, a I far okay cry from what we're used to for the past three years. I have so this is in Hey, if, if we if we can get somebody to play like this every game where you making rational decisions, some logical decisions, oh God, it to the people that you said a mouthful. You, come that. on, man. <laughs> hey, I, I can't get mad at you if you go off and get a ball to the running back because of the because he had a because there's a gap open and the linebacker come down and hit you or uh, D tuck D in come and hit you and you see the open spot around there. Hey, I ain't mad at you. 
But if you up here, I, I don't want to see, I don't ever want to go through an era. And, and Mr. Eugene, he, he's played the game. He's played SEC football. I don't ever want to see that again. As mad as pissed off as I was last year, I don't ever want to go through the season again where the damn quarterback got more carries than both of all the running backs put together. Ever. <laughs> Especially when you got talent behind you. It, it's, I'm talking about straight up all-American, all uh, five, four or five-star talent. So, with that being said, I hope everything turned out good. I hope we go beat USM like we're supposed to next week. And the defense really actually come to play because I've seen that today, too, when I watched the replay. Uh, these boys look like seven to eight graders out there on JB team playing. You know how look, them little kids be out there in them seventh grade team when they get when they got time just out there just jogging. They ain't really just My nephew is seventh grade. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, coach, I coach them, too. So, y'all already know. So, when you see... Mm-hmm. Grown, almost grown men as a college football players acting like it's like they really weren't engaged. Maybe because you know, I don't know if it was because it was an early game. I'm trying to give them a little leeway and give them the benefit of the doubt. So with that being said, I just hope everything. I'm gonna just take it a game or take it one game at a time. Right. Yeah, and it's um. So I had to agree with you too. Like it's one game at a time, but it's not that effort on defense. That definitely wasn't what it was, but just. Continue what you're saying, man. It was nice to kind of see a quarterback that looked like a quarterback. Cause, I mean, I was I felt Nick Fitzgerald like he had a good run as a Mississippi State quarterback for his numbers and his credentials and things like that. But at the heart, the team never really progressed with him at quarterback. You look at his era and the overall success there. The offense regressed in the senior year. It wasn't all this fault because the offense didn't really fit the scheme. But it was somewhat due to his own selfishness, and I do feel he was trying to get the record, like just being real. Um, so I felt like the team was never just great under him. Pretty much every every other era we had with a quarterback, all of them at least had one strong year. Um, even Chris Ruff wasn't the guy that was known as a proficient passer and some would even grade him below a Nick Fitzgerald in some ways, but he had a big year. And I felt like he had a pretty successful run in Mississippi State quarterback. I mean, be old Miss three times. It was a Tyler Russell even started off a year pretty strong. He was not my type of guy, but you know, he still had a strong run. Uh, obviously Dak did what he did. He's going to go down probably one of the greatest athletes in Mississippi State history. And but Nick Fitzgerald, you know, his era just never, even though the numbers were good, I mean, it didn't really true progress with him as quarterback. Um, that never happened. So I agree, like Carter, you just said a mouthful there, just everything you said, like a quarterback making rational decisions. And the thing I really just always had issues with Fitzgerald, I wasn't a guy that was just bashing him, but like with Thomas Steve, it's nice to see a quarterback that actually goes through his progressions and you actually see him going through progressions. Like it sounds silly. It's like a it's like a running back without vision. Like I just I don't get it. So it's just I'm uh, Fitzgerald. So it was nice to just see that. Like a quarterback actually looked back there and like, oh my god, he actually looked at every receiver as he was getting ready to throw the ball. Um. So um. So just my overall thoughts, just moving forward as we kind of close the podcast. Um. Like I still am pretty excited about the team. I'm a little worried about the D. Like, cause I just – I don't know who's going to step up. I just I hope it isn't a game six thing before somebody steps up because I think we could end up losing a game because um, we still have to wait to see if the offense is going to be explosive enough to offset a suspect defense. And Mississippi State is always known to have a great defense and they have poor offense or just a good offense. We – I don't know if we – many years we had a great offense, you know, the Mullen, even with Dak, maybe one or two years. We've always had just a pretty good offense. Um, or adequate at least. You know, it's been nice to have that last year. But um, I, I'm fairly encouraged by the offense and just the team going forward. I think the potential there to be pretty good. Because um, the thing about it, if we can hold serve and say we're six and two 
or seven and one going into the Alabama game, which I think is ninth or tenth, we'll have all our guys back. Um, so I think you having a Willie Gay back, having Michael Story, having Marcus Murphy, and I'm sure they'll be practicing, having those guys back, or I guess maybe they won't. Um, having those guys back that will help, maybe give them one game to get back into it, that will help. And like if we can hold on into that time and maybe there'll be a good point for the team to come together, hey, we might can still have a special season season because it's like last year with that defense, like having a true quarterback, and we really truly probably only had one in Dak in the last 10 years. I don't know if Tyler Russell was a true quarterback. Ralph probably really wasn't uh, as a leader and a thrower of the football. And, of course, Nick Fitzgerald wasn't. I think we got some with Thomas Stevens. So I think we need to take advantage of that for this one year. And I hate it's just one year. Well, let's take advantage of that and let's see what comes after that. But overall, I just feel pretty good about the team going forward. And I'm just going to kind of see who steps up on the defense. Then we really can see whether we truly can get excited about a special year. Um, just to close out the podcast, like, um, thanks, Ricardo, Derek, um, and Eugene for joining us, man. I know everybody's, um, was a little fired up after the game, but you know, just thanks for y'all just being able to come in on the call, man. It was an excellent podcast, man. I'm just uh, excited for um, Arthur to put it out, edit it, and put it out. We didn't make too many mistakes, so it shouldn't take long. So I hope we can put it out tomorrow. I'm pretty proud of uh, um, of the work tonight. Um, I'm trying to remember what AJ always says, but I just end up have, as we always just say, "Hell State and go dogs." Peace out.